What's your fantasy football podcast? Fantasy rankings, fantasy projections, fantasy news, fantasy advice, all for your fantasy team. Fantasy football podcast. What's your fantasy? This fantasy football podcast is recorded and produced by your fantasy expert, Josh Anderson. What's your fantasy? Your fantasy football team. What's going on, everybody? My name is Josh. You're listening to What's Your Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Monday, October 28th of 2019. Appreciate you guys listening in, as always. Um, It is uh, about midnight. Eastern Standard Time for me, uh, which means that the Pittsburgh Steelers just got done um, whooping up on the Miami Dolphins. Um, wasn't too too much of a butt whooping, actually. Um, you know, the, the Miami Dolphins actually made it look um, kind of interesting for a little while. Uh, but yes, Steelers came out on top, twenty-seven to fourteen. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to get to you guys. You know, uh, you know, after the conclusion of this game, I wanted to get to you guys uh, with. The kind of the, kind of the waiver targets that I'm going to uh, be targeting this particular week, and so uh, hopefully this will help you guys out. Hopefully you guys um, can gain something from this episode um, and uh, help you out when you put your waiver claims in tomorrow evening. So um, I'm going to try to keep this episode relatively short. I actually had a pretty long weekend. I went to the Titans game. Uh, the Titans and Buccaneers played in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. Um, this past Sunday, just yesterday. And so I went to that game, um, had a lot of fun, met a friend out there. Um, but I, uh, needless to say, I'm actually pretty wiped from this particular weekend. I actually had a volleyball tournament on top of all that. And so I've been kind of going, 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 and, uh, you know, had to go back to work today. And so, like I said, I'm going to try to keep this episode pretty short. Um, I'm pretty spent. So, um, but I'm going to try to give you guys some good advice, uh, so you guys can put in some good waiver claims this week. So, um, the first player I would like to talk about, um, is, you know, or first position rather, is I want to talk about quarterbacks. And so, um, you know, there's actually quite a few quarterbacks on the waiver wire right now that I'm kind of digging. So, um, you know, it's, you know, I talk about this all the time, and I feel like in casual leagues you see this pretty often where a lot of teams will overvalue quarterback and so they'll they'll draft quarterbacks early and they'll hold on to quarterbacks and you know even on their bye week they they may hold on to a quarterback um when they could just as easily go you know drop that quarterback and and pick up another one and and not waste a a, a bench spot you know I've, I've seen other teams that are insistent upon wave um uh, they're insistent upon rostering two quarterbacks for the duration of the entire season you know regardless of their um, you know, their need at running back or wide receiver. Um, you know, me personally, um, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but I think that more times than not, unless you're rostering like a top five quarterback, um, I think it's okay a lot of times to, you know, to drop your, you know, drop your quarterback when he goes on by and just pick up another one, you know, and, you know, here's my logic is I think that bench spot is just way more valuable. You might pick up a guy who, you know, in a particular week could run into, um, you know, top 10 territory, depending on how things go. So like, you know, one guy that comes to mind for me is Chase Edmonds. So, you know, he gets hurt this past week, but the week before 
because DJ, because David Johnson, um, you know, was was dealing with some injuries and only, you know, I think he only got one snap. Um, you know, Chase Edmonds was, was a great play if you played him. So um, now, a lot of people didn't predict that happening, but um, you know, but the point is, is you know, it's it's worth you know. Let's say you were the David Johnson owner, and instead of rostering Chase Edmonds, you know, DJ's obvious handcuff, you roster a quarterback instead. I don't like doing that because, like, you know, a running back that could be in the top ten, you know, on a given week is a lot more valuable to me than a quarterback. And so hopefully I can convince you guys of that just based off the quarterbacks that are available in some of my leagues. Um, so here we go. Let's go ahead and get into it. So um, one guy that is still available in quite a few leagues, he's still only rostered in six, about 63% of leagues on ESPN.com, uh, is Kirk Cousins. Um, guys, I don't really understand this. You know, Kirk Cousins is currently the 10th quarterback in p- fantasy points this season. Um, I don't know why he's still only rostered in 63, 63% of leagues. Um, that needs to go up. So I know, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, he didn't have, um, you know, the point totals that you were really looking for. It wasn't until week five when they played the Giants that, you know, he's really started to come on and that, you know, that passing offense really started to kind of take off. Um, I understand when they played the Redskins this past weekend, um, that was probably not what you were looking for. I actually started Kirk Cousins in a couple leagues. Um, fortunately, um, it still worked out, but I still ended up winning those matchups. But, you know, after Thursday night, I'm not, I'm not, I gotta, I, I gotta be honest. I was a little nervous after his, uh, you know, 11.6, uh, point game. So I, uh, yeah, I, but uh, here's the thing. I, they're going to Kansas city next week. Um, Patrick Mahomes may or may not be back. Um, but it doesn't really matter for me. I think that there's still going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Um, Kansas city, you know, Andy Reid is very, very good about, you know, he's, he's an offensive mastermind. He's going to get to put some points up on the board and it's going to force Kirk cousins to air the ball out a little bit. So, um, it may, that may be in the form of, you know, screen passes to Dalvin cook. We saw that this past week from, uh, you know, when they played the Redskins, um, he may be, you know, Adam Thielen will hopefully be healthier and he'll hopefully play in this one. Um, Stefan Diggs has been coming on lately. So, um, yeah, I'm in on Kirk cousins. And I think actually, um, you know, I'm not in love with the rest of his schedule for the year, but I think that he's got some good matchups. I mean, he's got he's got to play Dallas, and so um, you know, week ten, and so um, that's not necessarily a, you know a, a defense that's scaring me away. Um, Denver, same thing there. I'm not scared of that of Denver either. They go on by in week twelve, but then um, they play Seattle, who Matt Schaub actually just lit up um, this past week. He had 460 yards against them. Um, passing yards, and so um, so he's got some decent matchups coming up. He's got a decent decent uh, playoff schedule as well. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 in on Kirk Cousins right now. I think that um, you know I think I, I could see you making the argument for him being the number one uh, quarterback being taken on off of waivers this week. So if you need quarterback help, then I think Kirk Cousins is your guy. Don't be scared by this past performance. I know he didn't have any touchdowns, but um, I'm not worried about it. I think that, um, you know, I think that he will regress to the mean this next week, and he'll probably find the end zone. Uh, the next quarterback I have for you guys is uh, Jameis Winston. So, um, Jameis Winston, I am trying to recall actually his um, roster percentage. Um, he's only rostered in 55% of leagues, um, roughly 55% of leagues. So he's 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 um, 
He's he's available in 45% of leagues. I know that was very good math right there by me. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, and, you know, I have to say, you know, watching Jameis Winston this past weekend um, at Nissan Stadium, you know, I uh, it, it it's it's um I gotta say watching him I don't know what he sees because there have been plenty of times where there was plenty of times in that game where you know he makes he he he, he attempts a pass and you know you just don't know who he's throwing it to you don't know what he's looking you know you have no clue what he's seeing I know at least I didn't um you know just you know you kind of like turn to your uh, turn to the the person next to you, and you are just wondering, like, what the heck just happened? Why is he doing that? Um, but still, um, I think I said this earlier in the year. You know, it's not always going to be pretty, but like, the guy could put up some fantasy points. Okay, so um, even in a game where he struggled, he had four turnovers, he had two interceptions and two fumbles. He still managed to score 19 points um, in this matchup against the Titans. Um, you know, he just hooked up with Mike Evans a couple different times and. Um, you know, he still managed to have a decent fantasy day for you. If he can clean that up a little bit, which I don't know if I have a whole lot of confidence in that happening. He has seven interceptions over the past two weeks, um, three fumbles over the past two weeks. Um, you know, I, I think that he's going to, you know, he, he could very well come out next week and throw for 500 yards. I would not be shocked by that. I just got done telling you um, that Matt Schaub just threw for 460 yards against the Seattle Seahawks and – here we go, Jameis Winston playing the Seahawks this next week. Um, and, you know, he's got a pretty good schedule after that. You know, at least he's got a, a good matchup after that. Um, you know, he plays Arizona in week 10. Um, you know, you don't like the Patrick Peterson is there, but there are rumors that he may he may be dealt in tomorrow before the trade deadline. Um, I know you can't count on that, but uh, still, overall, secondary is not good with the Arizona Cardinals. There's going to be opportunities to score with them. Um, you know, the only only – person you're really scared of in that defense is Patrick Peterson so um so yeah I'm I'm in on Jameis Winston a little bit and you know and who knows he you know he may come out and perform well enough this next week where you feel comfortable starting him in week 10 as well uh the next player I have for you guys um quarterback wise is Sam Darnold so Sam Darnold does not look good the past two weeks I gotta say um it makes me a little bit concerned but I'm still in as far as if you're looking for somebody let's say Kirk Cousins is not available in your league. Um, you know, maybe some of these other guys are not available in your league that I'll mention later. Um, I'm still cool with um, with Sam Darnold for season long. Um, I don't think he's going to necessarily win you your league. I don't think he's going to necessarily lose it either, though. Um, you know, he's he, he did have a rough game this this past week again. He's got um, – he actually has seven interceptions over the past two weeks. Um, but – you know, he's playing Miami this next week. He plays the Giants after that. He plays the Redskins, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami. Um, I mean, he's got he's got a good-looking schedule going forward. Um, you know, I, I have to say I'm a little bit concerned just because of how he's performed the past two weeks. Um, so I get it if you're not in on Sam Darnold. But if you're in a deep two-quarterback league and he's still out there, I think you've got to go scoop him up, depending on who else is available. Now, I will say this. I want to say this. These are not – I am not listing these off in the order that I prefer these quarterbacks. Um, you know, I think that Kirk Cousins is my number one. Um, you know, but the guys that I'm going to list after this, um, I would probably prefer them – I would probably prefer them over Sam Darnold at this point. 
Um, and the next person I got to mention is Garner Minshew. So Garner Minshew, um, you know, with the exception of like one matchup, one game, um, you know, he's he's had some really good fantasy outputs. So um, that one game that he had, he I think he had a four point game against the New Orleans Saints, and and I would argue that's a pretty tough defense. And so I feel like that makes sense that. You know, he didn't have a great day that day, and everybody's due for a bad game every now and then. Um, but other than that, I mean, the guy's been kind of killing it. So um, I'm kind of in on Gardner Minshew right now. Um, if you are looking for somebody for season long, then I think that, you know, you could plug him in and, and um, yeah, two quarterback leagues, like fire him up. Um, you know, hopefully you have a better quarterback that you can roster for season long. Uh, but I think he's, you know, somebody that um, I would feel fairly confident about this next week. Um, depending on the matchup, and it's actually kind of escaping me right now. He plays Houston. Okay, so I think that there's going to be some points uh, scored in this game. He's not going to have to worry about J.J. Watt this next week, it looks like. It looks like he um, has a significant injury. I don't recall what it is off the top of my head, but it, I think he's out this next week. So, um, so yeah, I think um, Garner Minshew, um, you know, had a good week against Houston in week two. can only imagine it getting better this particular week, you know, with him playing at home, uh, he's not, he's not got to worry about JJ Watt, uh, coming after him. So yeah, I'm in on Gardner Minshew this week. If you need somebody, um, if you need a bye week fill in and then one more guy. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think that, um, he's making the waiver column right now, just, you know, because of, you know, how his career has played out. Um, it's, it's, and that, that quarterback would be Ryan Tannehill. So Ryan Tannehill, um, you know, I think that he's a better quarterback than he gets credit for. I don't think that, you know, I think everybody thinks that he's not as good as he is because of how things went for him in Miami. And um, I think everybody just kind of forgets that, you know, the reason that Ryan Tannehill didn't work out in Miami, um, you know, he, you know, there were some moments where, you know, it it was evident that he wasn't going to be um, this um, big standout, you know, but also, I mean, it didn't help that he got hurt. You know, he th- tears his ACL um, a couple seasons ago, and, you know, he just kind of got phased out in in this league. And so, um, you know, I think that he's a better quarterback than he gets credit for. He's, he's pretty athletic, um, and he's got some good receivers. He's got some good talent in that offense. Um, you know, I think that they're kind of, the offense is kind of struggling to run the ball a little bit. Derrick Henry has kind of looked ineffective. Um you know, he had actually had some decent runs um, against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past weekend. Um, got to witness those. And, you know, a couple of those get called back because of some penalties. Um, but I, I think that, you know, I think this this offense, I mean, I got to say, it looks a lot better with Ryan Tannehill. And so um, over Mariota, I think that Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than he gets credit for. And um, I like his pass catchers. I like Corey Davis. He's a talented. He's a talented wide receiver. I think if he was on any on any other team, um, if you had a wide, if you had a quarterback, say like Drew Brees, um, if you had, you know, I mean, this is this is this is um, asking for a lot. But if he had a Patrick Mahomes or um, you know even a Kirk Cousins or somebody like that, I think he'd be a lot more fantasy relevant. So um, I'm actually I actually really like AJ Brown. I think he's one of the better wide receivers to come out of this past draft. Um, and so, and John New Smith has been showing some life now with, uh, Delaney Walker out. So, um, and we're not sure how long he's going to be out for, but he's filling in nicely. So, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of in on Ryan Tannehill right now. I, I think that if I had to rank these wire, these, these, um, quarterbacks 
for just the immediate, um, just just immediately, like for this next week, I think I would do. I would think I would rank them as is. I think I would rank them um, as follows. Rather, um, I would rank them: Kirk Cousins, Gardner Minshew, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, and Sam Darnold. Um, if you're one of these teams that's looking for somebody season long, I think you've probably already made plans for for that. But if you are looking for somebody for season long, um, probably a pretty probably I probably rank them pretty similarly. Um, I think the only one I would change would be maybe Jameis Winston, just because just a lot of inconsistency. I, I would rather stream Jameis Winston than to have him as my weekly starter. Just because, like you just you just never know. He may come out and and throw for 500 yards one week and and three or four touchdowns, and then the next week he throws five interceptions. So um, I think I'd rather roll the dice on him, you know, one particular week than ra- rather than rolling the dice on him every week for the next four or five weeks. Uh, moving on to uh, running backs. So, um, you know, the running back pool currently is pretty abysmal. I gotta tell you. Um, so hopefully you're not, hopefully you're not, um, you don't have any aspirations of like striking gold, you know, on the waiver wire. It's going to be tough. Um, there's just not a lot of guys available still. Um, but some of the guys that are available of note, um, you know, they may have some value and depending on how things go. And so, um, and some of these guys, they are not, you know, rostered in more than 50% of leagues, um, or rather they are rostered in more than 50% of leagues. Um, so, you know, I know that's kind of a, a staple for, um, or it's kind of a, uh, rule of thumb is, you know, are they rostered in 50% of leagues or not? Should they make the, like, otherwise they're not making the waiver wire. Um, you know, if they, if they are rostered in more than 50%. So I don't do that. I like to go and see what guys are available in my leagues because, you know, I'm, I've kind of got a decent, um, range. I think my, most of my leagues are fairly competitive. Um, some are more casual than others. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm oftentimes I'm looking at who's available in those particular leagues because chances are they may be available in yours. Either way, it's worth going out and looking to see if these guys are available. Okay. Um, even if you don't think there's, it's likely that they are. So, uh, the first one I had to mention, and again, these are not, I'm not mentioning these, um, in the order that I prefer, I will give you, I will, um, explain a little bit more about that. Um, how I would rank them later. Um, uh, the first one I got to mention is Kenyon Drake. And so Kenyon Drake got traded uh, earlier this morning to the Arizona – excuse me, yes, to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this – you know, I don't want to, like, go off on a tangent too much, but I think this says a lot about the health of the running backs that are currently rostered uh, in Arizona. So um, I believe they signed Alfred Morris just recently. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't think that – they want to rely on Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris is at the tail end of his career. Um, didn't get a whole lot of love last year in the 49ers offense. And, uh, you know, and I think that um, – I think this says a lot, that, that they went out and traded for Kenyon Drake. Um, I believe it was a conditional pick. Um, it was – I think it's a fourth-round pick, and it could turn into a third, I believe, or maybe it's a fifth and it could turn into a fourth. Either way, they spent a decent amount of uh, capital on this trade, so – um, and a team that seems to be in, you know, rebuild mode. I, I don't know why they would make this trade if there aren't significant concerns about David Johnson and Chase Edmonds. So if you are a David Johnson owner, and really even if you are a Chase Edmonds owner at this point, um, 
I think you got to go get Kenyon Drake if you can. Um, he's rostered currently in seventy, almost seventy-two percent of leagues, um, so he may still be out there in your league. It's worth going out and checking it out. I think this guy is a talented player. Um, hasn't had a good season, you know, with the Miami Dolphins, but it is the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, they kind of remind me of the Cincinnati Bengals that are just not in a position to run the ball. Um, you know, Joe Mixon is is has had a, an abysmal season. I think he had actually a decent day this past weekend, but. Um, that, you know, the Miami Dolphins, they kind of remind me of the Bengals in the sense that they're just not in the position to run the ball. They're just going to always be behind. Um, and so I don't think that Kenyon Drake, I think he's a, I think he's a talented player. I don't think he'll necessarily, um, he may not, he may not, he may not be a, a bell cow for this offense, but he, um, not at least he won't be for season long for sure. We know that, um, unless these injuries are really, really significant. So, you know, if, um, I think that if he, um, if David Johnson and Chase Edmonds are out, then I think he could be a guy that steps in and he could be a weekly flex play for you. Um, you know, I think that we need to learn a little bit more about David Johnson right now. So um, if you're not, you know, wanting to risk take a risk on Kenny and Drake, I totally get it. Um, you know, there might there's I think there's some other guys that are kind of safer options that are already kind of established um, in their offenses. But you know, again, Kenny and Drake, talented player. Um, you know, we've seen times in the past where he can uh, make a big impact in fantasy. So um, I think it just all depends on who else is available, who else is healthy in that backfield. Um, next guy I have to mention to you guys is Jalen Samuels. So Jalen Samuels was kind of coming on. He was, he was kind of catching some steam earlier in the season. Um, you know, even when Ben Roethlisberger went out, it looked like that that offense kind of changed. Um, and I don't know if it, it'll immediately go back to the way it was before Jalen Samuels went out. Um, but, you know, back in week four, granted, they did this is when they played the Cincinnati Bengals. Jalen Samuels, um, even though J- James Conner was, you know, appeared to be healthy and um, got a pretty good, pretty decent workload, uh, Jalen Samuels still got Jalen Samuels still got 18 touches in that game. Got he had eight receptions, 50, 57 yards receiving. Um, and it looks like he's close to coming back. So um, if this offense, um, I don't know if I'm sold on it going back to the way it was before. I think they kind of game scripted for uh, Mason Rudolph, and it looks like Mason Rudolph is kind of opening up the offense a little bit more. Um, you know, from what I saw in this Miami game, he's going downfield more often. And so I don't know if I would spend a whole lot of draft capital on Jalen Samuels. You know, if you got the top waiver priority ad, I don't think I would necessarily use it on him um if you do fab budget i don't know if i would use it on him like i don't know if i would blow it all on him is what i mean um or go crazy on your fab budget i think you know if you can get him um if you got the roster space like pick him up see what happens um you know they got a decent schedule going forward there i mean they're probably the Bengals again in week 11 and so um i think you know you could probably plug him in at least in that week and, and feel pretty good about um, him being a, a viable flex play for you. So, um, so yeah, if you got the roster space, um, you know, go maybe maybe go out and get him. He's only rostered in, in about 12% of leagues, and so the chances are he's probably available in yours. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Mark Walton, who is running back for the Miami Dolphins. So now with the trade with uh, Kenyon Drake, um, you know, somebody's going to get, somebody's going to get some more touches in that backfield. So, um, and that's going to be, appears to be Mark Walton. And so, 
Um, Walton did not have a very good game tonight. Um, he, get, he gets 11 carries, 35 yards on those carries. He gets three receptions for 19 yards. I mean, again, this is just a tough offense to watch. Um, he cough, coughs one up in this game, too, um, has a fumble. Um, and, uh, you know, I just – I don't know if I can buy this Mark Walton stuff. If you're in a super, super deep league, let's say you're in a 16-team league or a 14-team league, and, you know, there's just nobody else on the waiver wire – then I guess I get it. Like, you know, you pick up Mark Walton and, um, you know, just as a, you know, hopefully I won't have to use them, use them kind of guy, but here he is. I mean, if you're in a 16-team league, you're just – you got people on your on, on your bench that just have a pulse. So, um, you know, but, you know, anything like – if it's a 10-team league, an 8-team league, even a 12-team league, I'm not in on Mark Walton, if I'm really being honest. Um you know, I'm not about it. I, I just don't think this offense is going to be scoring any points. So, um, you know, they're not very efficient. They just don't look good. Again, they kind of remind me of the Bengals in the sense that there's not going to be many scoring opportunities. So, um, so yeah, I, I think this guy might be kind of a talented player. Um, had some off-the-field issues in the past. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't think we really know how good he is. And I don't know if it really matters how good he is because – just it's a, it's a bad offense. Um, if it were me, I would much rather have my handcuff to my RB1 than having Mark Walton on my team or even somebody else's handcuffs. So if Reggie, I believe his name is Reggie Bonifon, if he's uh, he, he would be the obvious handcuff for Christian McCaffrey. If he's available in your, in your league, I'd rather have him. I'd rather have him over Mark Walton. Um, you know, if, 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 uh, trying to think of some other guys Jalen Samuels rather have him over him over Mark Walton um because he could he could step into a big uh big work share yeah I'm just uh I just don't know if I'm I don't know I don't think I'm in on Mark Walton I I don't I think there's other guys out there that high have higher ceilings more upside and so yeah I think I think I'd prefer I think I'd prefer one of those guys you know a handcuff over Mark Walton uh, speaking of a guy that I think I'd prefer over Mark Walton, it would be Daryl Henderson. So uh, Daryl Henderson, um, it looks like he's gaining some traction here in this Rams offense. So, um, you know, this is going to be and, – and, you know, here's the thing. I, we don't know when Malcolm Brown's coming back. He may be back after their, their bye week next next week. Um, you know, they are on bye this, this next week in week nine. Um, so if you need somebody immediately, maybe, maybe Daryl Henderson isn't your guy. Um, but he gets 13 touches in this game. Um, he actually gets more touches, I believe, than Todd Gurley, if I'm not mistaken. I think Todd Gurley only got like 10 touches, which is not encouraging if you're a Todd Gurley owner. Um, but yeah, I think that Daryl Henderson is an interesting name. You know, he's taken he was taken fairly early in this past draft. Um, I think he's got some explosiveness. Um, and, and here's the thing, um, you know, while he got more touches than Daryl Henderson. Or sorry, Daryl Henderson got more touches than Todd Gurley. Um, you know, Todd Gurley did out snap Daryl Henderson, but it wasn't by much. Um, Daryl Henderson had a forty-eight percent snap share, while Todd Gurley had a fifty-two percent uh, snap share. So he is not far behind Todd Gurley at all. Um, and I think he did okay with his touches here too. I think that you know he was fairly—I would say he was fairly efficient with his touches—and so. 
I wonder if we're going to see more of Daryl Henderson here. He he goes 11, 11 carries for 49 yards, and then he has two receptions for 20 yards. Um, I don't want to go like all hot takey, but I mean, I don't know. Like, is does does Daryl Henderson re- deserve to get some more touches in this backfield in this offense? Um, maybe it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here with the Rams. Um, because they are going to be down a receiver. I think they're going to be down a receiver for a little bit. Brandon Cooks just had his second concussion of the year. And so um, I'm, I'm just curious – and we'll talk about this this more later. But I'm curious what – if this offense changes for any re- – you know, because of that. I don't know. I'm, I, this is all kind of – this is all anecdotal speculation. Um, but, yeah, I think that Daryl Henderson, if you're in a deep league especially, I think he's worth snatching and – you know, who knows? Maybe he's actually the handcuff now that we've seen a little bit of what he can do, um, you know, if Todd Gurley were to be out. So um, next player I want to talk about, this is a player you know, like Mark Walton I am not in on. So um, I do have this guy rostered in a league. It's a very, very deep league, though, um, I will say. Uh, it's got like eight bench spots. You have two flex spots. Um, and so, you know, there, the waiver, there's nobody on the waiver wire in this league. There's there are so many, and it's a 12 team league at that. So, um, you know, I, I just I happen to have Miles Sanders in this league just because, you know, if anything were to happen to um, to Jordan Howard, I think that Miles Sanders would be um, a very valuable running back to have in that offense. Um, but you know, unless something were to go his way. Um, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to pitch it like that. Um, if something were unfortunate to happen to Jordan, uh, Jordan Howard, then I, I think then I would be in on, on Miles Sanders, but, um, I'm not really buying this, this production he just had. So he, he, he only gets like five or six touches in this game. Um, I think he goes for like something like 25 fantasy points. Um, I'm not buying it. There's no way that this is going, I don't think this is a thing. Um, I don't, and I don't think that. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to stray away from this this running back by committee that they they've been invoking. That, that historically, this is what the Eagles do. They have running backs, but they do they do a running back by committee committee. And um, yeah, I'm just I don't think I, w- I wouldn't be trusting Miles Sanders going forward with only five or six touches a game. And plus, he actually just experienced an injury, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, you know, if he's a limited participant in practice this week. Um, one person I am buying right now is Jamal Williams. So Jamal Williams, even though Aaron Jones is playing pretty well, um, actually he's playing very well as far as fantasy standards go. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm still in on Jamal Williams right now. I mean, he's still a viable flex play in my opinion. Um, so, you know, I like, I like me some Jamal Williams and here's the thing I like. I think I like the most about Jamal Williams is that, you know, if, if Aaron Jones goes down, Jamal Williams is going to be in for a huge workload. So we've seen it in the past where, you know, if, if Aaron Jones gets hurt, if he's out for an extended period of time, Jamal Williams is getting all the work. So, um, and the times that we've experienced that he's been, I believe a top 10 running back, um, most of the time. So, um, so he, there's a lot of upside to be had here. You're obviously not, you know, hopefully you're not rooting for injuries, but there's the possibility that 
you know, um, on a given week, he could be a top 10, top 12 play, top 15, you know, I think at worst in that offense. Um, it's an Aaron Rodgers led offense. And so, you know, you got to like that if he's getting all the touches. Um, but even if he's not, if he's getting, I mean, he's getting, even with Aaron Jones playing out of his mind, the guy's still getting 10 touches. And the thing that, one thing that's really encouraging to me is that there are some formations where, both running backs, both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones will be on the field at the same time. So, um, you know, you can't score points if you're not out there. And so um, that is encouraging that they're getting – they're finding ways to get both of them involved on the same plays. Uh, moving on to – oh, I, I will mention real quick. Um, the running backs, you know, these running backs, um, the ones I prefer probably the most, if I had to rank them, I think I would rank them – like this. I think I would rank them Jamal Williams at the top. Um for the reasons I just mentioned. You know, he's already getting he's already having production. He's already getting good production even with, you know, just ten touches a game. I mean, well, excuse me. He's still getting ten ten touches a game despite being um, I would argue the lesser running back in that backfield. And so and then the upside. So like if something were, God forbid, to happen to Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams would be at worst, I think, a top 15 play. So I think I would rank him first. I think I would have probably Kenyon Drake next. Um, not, this is not necessarily for season long, but um, he could be, you know, I, we, we just don't know what's going on right now with David Johnson. Um, you know, Chase Edmonds has a hamstring injury. So we don't know how long these guys are going to be out. And so Jan Kenyon Drake may prove to be – um, you know, top 20 guy over the next couple weeks. And so, um, I mean, you take that, you definitely take that in your flex, in your flex spot. So don't love the matchups there with, uh, you know, San Francisco coming up, I think twice in the next three weeks. But uh, even so, I mean, he's going to get the opportunity, it seems like. They traded for him for a reason. So I think he would probably be my number two. I think my number three, um, I think my number three would be Daryl Henderson. Uh, but it's close between him and Jalen Samuels. Um, I could see somebody making the argument for Jalen Samuels. Um, you know, and, and with Benny, Smith, Benny Snell actually leaves this game tonight. Um, so, I mean, he could be the unquestioned number two running back in this offense. Um, and then to round, the, round these guys out, um, I would say Miles Sanders because I think he has more upside than Mark Walton. So that's I think that's how I'd rank them. That's who I would prefer on waivers this week in that order. Um so that yeah, that's that those are my running backs for the waiver wire column or for the waiver wire this particular week. Moving on to wide receivers. So um I'm kind of surprised that Danny Amendola is available in as many leagues as he is. So um you know he actually has you know started off the year pretty well, had some good um, had some good fantasy production, but then he kind of just you get you know I think it looks it looks like I think he get gets hurt. Um, he, you know he experienced an injury early in the season, kind of had some pedestrian weeks, but now he's back to you know eight receptions per game over the past two weeks. Um, has you know about 100 yards per game over the past two weeks, um, and so and I mean that's this is all without even finding the end zone. So if he finds the end zone, you're looking at a, a pretty good week, um, you know in PPR scoring. So um, he's got, you know, a decent, decent schedule coming up. Um, you know, he's got Oakland, he's got, he's got the Redskins, he's got, uh, Tampa Bay in, uh, week 15. 
Um, does have some rough matchups. Uh, he does have to play, you know, he has Chicago twice. Um, but you know, I think that, um, this guy deserves to be rostered in more leagues. I'm like, I don't really understand. I mean, I guess not, maybe not everybody's playing in as deep of leagues as I am. Um, but I mean, he's only rostered in 10% of leagues. Um, and so far, I mean, I mean, not, well, not so far, but over the past two weeks, he's been a PPR machine. So, um, I think he's worth rostering. I mean, I want to kind of see it. Um, I want to see it again. Um, you know, this is a guy who's, who's kind of, you know, experienced, he's experienced quite a few injuries in the past. And so I think that's, what's kind of held him back a decent amount, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, um, I, I'm, I like me some Danny Amendola. I think I actually like him more than some of these other guys I'm going to list in, um, the wide, wide receiver section of this, uh, this waiver edition of what's your fantasy football podcast. So um, next guy I want to mention is I want to mention him. I'm not necessarily advocating for him to be picked up. Although I think a lot of people will add him this week. Uh, that would be Alex Erickson. So Alex Erickson um, has a good game this past week. Um, as far as fantasy goes, at least, but I, um, I don't know if you can like go out and roster this guy. You know, and I mean, you're probably, I mean, you may be looking at me and saying like, man, like why not? He has, you know, 14 receptions over the past two weeks. He has over 200 yards over the past two weeks. Like what's the problem, Josh? But here's the problem I'm having. They go on by in week nine. I think that AJ Green is close to returning. And I think that Erickson, you know, I think he's the guy that kind of profiles like AJ Green, I think. Like he thinks I think he's with the guy that's running the the you know the same routes as AJ Green. So I just don't know if I see this continuing. I don't like that they're going on by next week. Um and I think I imagine that Andy Dalton is probably missing AJ Green right now. Here's the thing. AJ Green, they're not gonna rush AJ Green back. I think AJ Green is not going to be on the field until he is 110% ready to go. So, um, I mean, this is the last opportunity for him to really cash in. This is the last year of his deal. So he really can't risk getting hurt again. So if he, if he, if he comes back in week 10, he is back. So, um, and I don't think that he's, I don't think they're going to like, um, you know, once he is back, then I don't think they're going to limit his snaps. I think he's going to be 110% back. So, um, you know, I think that would make the most sense, you know, especially for his career sake. So I don't know if I'm buying this. I don't know if you can roster Alex Erickson. I think, I mean, maybe if you're in a deep league, but I just think there's other guys out there that I would rather have. So I just, I don't know if I have a lot of confidence in him being a starter in my lineup the rest of the year. So I, I just think AJ Green's got to be close. We've heard talk about him, you know, doing things at practice. You know, he's still limited at practice, but you know, he's doing a lot of things on the sidelines, and it it, it sounds like you know he's get he's, he's he's it sounds like he's close based off of what he is doing. So uh, next guy I have to talk about is Hunter Renfro. I don't know if I'm really buying this Hunter Renfro thing either. Um, you know, and it's just tough. Like only four receptions in this game. Puts up a nice stat line. He gets kind of bailed out with this touchdown. Um, you know, four receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown. Um, I don't know. Maybe in Dynasty Leagues I'm okay with Hunter Renfro. Um, 
you know, I just don't know if I can get real crazy excited about an offense that's led by Derek Carr and, you know, I, I don't know. I just – it's not it, – it doesn't sound particularly sexy to me. So, so yeah, I think – I mean, maybe if you're in a deep league, I think Hunter Renfro is, is a decent add, maybe. Um, I think I like him more in, in Dynasty. I mean, he might be a, a guy that we're talking about here in a couple of years that, you know, he, he kind of profiles as this, like, Julian Edelman type of player, you know. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's – you know – He's got he's got a, he's got some moves. He's kind of a possession receiver. So um, I think the upside is kind of limited with him. I don't think we'd even be talking about him really if he hadn't scored the touchdown. So next player I have to talk about is Josh Reynolds. So like I mentioned before, Brandon Cooks is um, experiencing his second uh, second concussion of the year, and uh, I mean not all concussions are the same. You know, but you know, not all our recoveries are the same either. But um, you know, if I had to guess, I don't, I don't think we're going to be seeing. I don't think we're going to see Brandon Cooks for a couple minutes here. You know, I think it's going to be a while until we see Brandon Cooks again. I mean, I think these teams they stress a lot of caution when it comes to stuff like this. Um, you know, we saw, we've seen it with Sterling Sterling Shepard, Sterling Shepard. Um, he's, he's, he had his second concussion of the year and we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him in weeks. So, um, I think that I could see the Rams taking a similar approach here. I don't think the Rams are like panicking right now. I think they are still, um, you know, in a good position to make the playoffs. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, I think that because of that, we're going to see more of Josh Reynolds, and we've seen that this offense can um, can produce three viable fantasy wide receivers. So um, I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know how long you can put Josh Reynolds in your your lineup and feel good about it. Um, you know, and I don't know if you can even feel good about it, and just in general, you know, I mean, he this is a, you know he has a three reception game, and he gets you know. Fortunately, he has a touchdown for um, anybody that started him in a really, really deep league. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going crazy picking up Josh Reynolds in every league that I'm in. Maybe if I'm in a really deep, really deep league, and I just really desperately need some wide receiver help, and maybe, maybe I got some guys on buy. Um, or, oh no, excuse me, I'll actually uh, I'll take that back. The Rams are on buy next week, I believe. So. Um, so who knows? I mean, Brandon Cooks may be back in two weeks. He may be back in two weeks, and so maybe it, maybe Josh Reynolds isn't the best pickup. Although I will say again, I think that there's a decent chance that Brandon Cooks could be could be out for longer than longer than two weeks. So um, I think Josh Reynolds is probably probably just a deeper lag, probably a deeper league consideration. Uh, moving on to uh, Corey Davis and AJ Brown. So I talked up Ryan Tannehill a little bit um, earlier. Uh, yeah, Corey Davis and AJ Brown. I'm kind of in on them. I think they're talented receivers. Um, really underwhelming games this past week, but um, you know I think these are guys that you could you could pick up and you can like stash. You don't want to plug them into your lineup immediately. So if that's what you're looking for, look somewhere else. I think you need to look for Danny Amendola maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I would not be, uh, picking up Corey Davis and AJ Brown if I needed a receiver 
right now. I would be picking them up and stashing them possibly um, if you don't have anybody else available. Um, looking at tight ends. So tight ends on the waiver wire. Um, I mean, tight ends are, are – it's pretty abysmal right now. There's, there's not a lot of options. I'm kind of torn on this because, I, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to evaluate these tight ends because it's all kind of predicated on if they find the end zone or not. So there's a lot of wide receivers out there that, you know, they can have a good productive day, you know, in PPR scoring and not find the end zone. Um, and so I feel like they're, you know, I think that predicting their output is a lot easier than predicting a, an out, that output from tight ends because like just generally speaking their volumes te- their volume tends to be a little bit lower unless their name is Travis Kelsey or you know um you know so one of the other premier tight ends out there um I I um so it's it's difficult I I'm, I don't think I'm going to even rank these tight ends for you guys um I think I'm just going to mention some of the tight ends that I prefer um and and, and you know, I think you're kind of throwing a dart either way. So I will say, I think the one I like the best out of this group is probably Chris Herndon. I think that he has the best chance of making an impact um, on your fantasy team. And, and uh, you know, if you're looking for tight ends, you're probably frustrated right now because, I don't know, maybe you're an O.J. Howard owner. Um, maybe you're a guy that was in on Vance McDonald this year. Um, and, th- you know, those two guys just haven't worked out. Um, you know, but I think there is some hope if you want to pick up Chris Herndon, I think that he's probably your best bet at like finding somebody that could carry you in the fantasy playoffs and then the regular and then the rest of the regular season potentially. So, um, he's available in about 75% of leagues. Um, I think that's just because, you know, he's been hurt. Um, he's had a, had a hamstring injury several, several weeks ago. Um, but this offense is struggling and I, you know, and I say that, you know, I, I said the same thing about the Miami Dolphins earlier. I think this is a little, a little bit different. Um, I think that the Jets have probably a little more capable quarterback in Sam Darnold. He hasn't shown it these past two weeks, but I think he's, he has got some potential. And I think that, um, you know, when on the field last year, Chris Herndon, he was an effective player. So, you know, I think that Chris Herndon – could be a really good sneaky play. Um, there are a sneaky pickup if you need tight end help. Um, I think he's maybe the best or maybe the my favorite out of this group. It's close. It's close between him and Darren Fells. So Darren Fells um, has really been kind of coming on as of late. Um, you know, and maybe, maybe I like him a little bit more just because. I think there's a little more upside there. I mean, better offense. And so, you know, it looks like, you know, it looks like um, Deshaun Watson is looking for Darren Fells when they get into the red zone. Um, You know, he's got, he's got, you know, he's got five touchdowns on the season. I mean, he is kind of one of those guys you're kind of like, you know, cross your fingers and hope that he, he makes it into the end zone. Um, You know, but I feel mostly encouraged about Darren Fells. So, um, you know, he's got 
you know, it looks like he's got 14 receptions over the past uh, over the past three weeks. Um, you know, he has over 50 yards in two of those weeks. So, you know, I, um, you know, you're really, you're kind of just, you're kind of rolling the dice with the tight end position anyways. Um, why not go and roll the dice with a, a good offense? So I don't think that the Texans run game is all that good. Um, so I think that, you know, it makes sense that they would, when they get into the red zone, that they're looking for their best red zone targets. And I think one of those red zone targets, that would be Darren Fells. Um, John New Smith had the pleasure of uh, witnessing a good game from him this past weekend. Tighten up. Um, I like, uh, I actually like John New Smith. I think that he's, you know, I talked up Ryan Tannehill earlier. I think that he's probably a better tight end than he gets credit for. He's just kind of always been in Delaney Walker, Delaney Walker's shadow. Um, but yeah, nine receptions over the past two weeks, over 60, over 60 yards over the pa- uh, in each of his games over the past two weeks, uh, manages to find the end zone this past week. Um, I don't know if I'm like crazy going crazy over John New Smith. Um, but I think that he, he's somebody that, you know, again, you're, you're throwing somebody out there and just hoping for the best. I think I would prefer Chris Herndon, if he plays, that is, and Darren Fells over John New Smith. Um, but I think if you're desperate at the tight end position, I think you can put John New Smith in there and, and feel pretty decent about it. It looks like Ryan Tannehill is looking for him. So, um, you know, I think Ryan Tannehill's first start was against the Chargers. He gets, he, you know, John New gets three receptions in that game. Uh, gets two receptions in you know in the game against Tampa Bay. Um, I think the big question with Johnu Smith is how long is Delaney Walker going to be out? Um, and I, mean, I, I don't know the answer to that question. I think that um, there was some optimism optimism that he would play this past week, but I don't really know the severity of uh, Delaney Walker's injury. If I'm being completely honest, so um, so yeah, I think you know. He's kind of a cross your fingers and, and hope that things work out kind of guy, in my opinion. So uh, moving on to Dallas Goddard. So this is probably really frustrating to anybody that owns Zach Ertz, but um, it's kind of, you know, it's funny. It's funny saying it like this because it's not – I don't really know how to put it any other way. It sounds like – it kind of feels like – Kind of feels like uh, the the Eagles, you know, the, the Eagles take a take a running back by a committee approach. Kind of looks like they're taking a tight end committee by approach too. So um, it's hard for me to trust Zach Ertz, but that means good things for Zal- for Dallas Goddard. And you know, Dallas Goddard, excuse me, Dallas Goddard. Um, he scored in two of his last three games. He has 17 targets over the last three games. Um, you know, if you, if you're, if you got a tight end, that's getting five or six receptions per game or five or six targets, then, I mean, you're probably doing a lot better than some of these other guys out here that are struggling with the tight end position. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, I think Dallas Goddard is a decent pickup. If you like really, you know, if you're in a deep league, you need some tight end help. Um, you know, you're really just kind of praying for a touchdown with him. So I think if I had to rank these guys, and this is all kind of dependent upon, you know, these players being healthy and some of their situations, 
Um, so it's hard for me to like give it all, give a give an end all, an end all be all, you know. But um, you know, because we don't know, we don't know how soon Chris Herndon's going to come back. We don't know how soon Delaney Walker's going to come back. Um, but I think I I like Chris Herndon the most. Hmm. Man, you know what? Actually, I think I like Darren Fells the most just because of the offenses he's in. I think I do like Chris Herndon because I think he's going to get some volume, especially because we don't know. They may be trading. The Jets may be trading some receivers here before long. I think I would rank Dallas Goddard next and then Jonu Smith last just because I think that Delaney Walker is probably going to come back sooner rather than later. I think that's, you know, I don't know that, but that, that's, I think that's, I think that's how, I think that's why I'm going to rank them that way. So, well, that wraps up the waiver wire. Um, this edition of uh fantasy football, what's your fantasy football podcast. Um, I appreciate you guys listening in. Hopefully these waiver wire ideas, um, we'll give you guys some, you know, um, some insight into, you know, your claims this week, wish you guys the best in your, um, in your leagues. Um, I will be back to you guys next week with some more content and, uh, hopefully can help you guys out, um, and get you guys moving in the right direction to win your fantasy leagues. Um, until then, until next week, I'll catch you guys later. Hope you guys have an excellent week and I'll see you guys next time. What's your fantasy? football podcast fantasy rankings fantasy projections fantasy news fantasy advice all for your fantasy team fantasy football This fantasy football podcast is recorded and produced by your fantasy expert, Josh Anderson. What's your fantasy, y'all?